South Africa's international reputation of having a financially secure regime will be in the balance next week. That says the Financial Action Task Force is set to hold a plenary in which they will decide on whether to put the country on the grey list of countries that have failed to meet the required standards. The nation has made big advances in meeting these requirements, but there are indications that it has not ticked all the boxes. Financial Mail reports that it could that it is time to call out the hypocrisy behind the grey listing of countries as larger countries that are regularly exposed fail to feature on such lists. According to writer at large and Carty, this raises questions about the credibility of these nations and the grey listing standards. And Carty joins us now to unpack this hypocrisy. And good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi. All right. So, and in this article that you've written, um, you actually refer to various lists, um, you know, various uh, powers to sanction. But let's talk about the one that South Africa is facing and really, um, you know, the financial action uh, task force and, and really what it does um, and, and what the, the risk of grey listing would do for, to South Africa. Um, the uh, FATF is focuses on anti-money laundering mm -hmm. and financing of terrorism. So different lists have different specialities. Um, OECD has one on tax. EU, EU, which seems to want to govern the world, uh, has one on anti-money la laundering, um, financing of terrorism, and also on tax. Um, <clears throat> you know, um, giving different countries uh, preferential or different countries taking preferential uh, treatment of tax to disadvantage of other countries. Mm -hmm. So the FATF one is just on anti-money laundering and on financing of terrorism. And I think, I mean, it's not it's not a, a foregone conclusion. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the last sort of week or so, I've heard rumors about maybe there's a slight chance that South Africa will escape listing. Um, but I think it's quite, it's a, it's a fairly slight chance. Um, if it, uh, the problem seems to be that the guys who run the FATF uh, list are not persuaded that South Africa has made enough progress on dealing with those issues. And from what I can make out, uh, they're essentially more people have got to go to jail. <clears throat> you know, they, they, uh, they acknowledge the progress that's been made with new legislation and also with, um, uh, all the stuff that the NPA has done, um, but said, says, sorry, there's just, well, they don't say actually, yeah. there's no details at this yeah. stage. The impression is, uh, or the belief is that it's because uh, not enough people have gone to jail. So, and this, um, this yeah, this isn't a box ticking, box ticking exercise, um, you know, but is there a level of subjectivity that comes into play here? Um, especially, I think in the article, you also mentioned how developing countries are, you know, uh, disproportionately affected by these kinds of ratings. So just talk about, you know, the standardization of, of, of the whole process as well. Um, from what I can make out, there is a, there is a subjective element. I mean, there is some discretion involved. Um, <clears throat> I think less so in the FATF uh, process, but there is still some. I mean, it just seems to me that if you don't have large, the large uh, countries, the large powerful countries of this world, you know, with who are in control of most of the money in this world, most of the financial capital, if they're not on a list, I mean, because they are known to be offenders um, and on anti-money laundering, on financing of terrorism, and on um, 
tax dodginess. I mean, that's not a very legal mm-hmm. description, mm-hmm. tax dodginess, but um, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So if they're not on a list, then you've got to query who's drawing up the lists. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know if you know uh, Vanuatu, a country in Vanuatu, which is sort of almost going, you know, being washed over by the sea because of um, environmental damage that's being done largely by the large industrial nations of the world. Mm-hmm. But that's almost on every list there is, sure. you know. I mean, it's a tiny country mm-hmm. and yet keeps getting, you know, ending up on a list. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not saying that these countries aren't involved in, you know, some kind of uh, tax avoidance or schemes or whatever, but the the impact of it is tiny mm-hmm. in, in you know, the global scheme of things, mm-hmm. you know. So they've got to go after the USA, the UK, the EU. Um, and once they do that, they may reintroduce some kind of or introduce some credibility. I mean, the fact is, uh, Russia was this week put on the EU list mm-hmm. for tax dodginess. Now, that's the first time Russia's ever been put on a list. So you've got to wonder, wow, you know, what's going on mm-hmm. here? UK is not on a list. I mean, it's it's even the UK Parliament regards it as a bit of a uh, a, a, a um, dodgy capital, London. Mm-hmm. So just they need to go back over the list, give it some um, authenticity um, and credibility. Um, and I, um, yeah, I, in a way, if if South Africa does end up on the grey list, it's it's going to be very unfortunate. Well, it will be unfortunate. Um, we are expected to be maybe stuck on it for a year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, it it always helps to motivate um, a more introducing more vigour into oversight systems. But it's really not fair if the powers that be across the globe are forcing better standards on smaller developing countries than they are in themselves. I mean, South Africa happens to be one of the largest mm-hmm. uh, countries to ever be put on a list. And we must then talk about, you know, the, the credibility of these lists and also what it does to globalization optimism, which is a very important aspect of the way the global econo- economy moves and how how we all behave and show up um, in various spaces. So let's talk about, um, you know, the need for these lists to be credible and for developing countries to see an incentive um, to even, you know, qualify um, to stay off the list. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's extremely important for them to be much more credible. And I'd also say to to cut these developing countries some slack. I mean, it, it's really offensive. They're all black. They're former colonies. You know, what is what is Europe and, and the US? What do they think they're doing? It's such bullying, mm-hmm. you know, engage with them um, and, and encourage them. But to put them on a blacklist that punishes them, that uh, threatens relationships with their correspondent international banks, mm-hmm. and that increases the cost of doing business, um, which and increases the you know the time and and all the procedures that have to be done. That is appalling. I also think there is a danger mm-hmm. <clears throat> that it, it might push these developing countries closer to China. Oh, you know, China is trying to develop uh, renminbi as a global cu- mm-hmm. reserve currency. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's you know if 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 these developing countries out of frustration um do drift towards china um it's not going to be good i i don't think it's necessarily going to be good for any country um or it's for the world um because they need there does need to be rules yeah you know, in the whole system. Well, and we'll be watching that closely, especially as we get that decision out of, um, you know, the Financial Action Task Force. Thank you so much for your time. That was Anne Crotty, writer at large for Financial Mail.